1: Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
1: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. We're looking at a 16-10 Rams loss to Seattle today. Norm, where do we even begin?
2: This is a tough loss. I mean, it was a real momentum shift in the, in the first quarter when Todd Gurley's touchdown got called back to a touchback, um, which I think is a, a rule that needs to be changed because the ball hit the front of the pylon, but... We can cry about spelt milk later. They still needed to come back strong, and, you know, the Rams dominated, really, the first half until the very end, and uh, just kind of gave the game away. Gave it away. Um, it's almost as if they were a bit afraid
1: of success. Anytime they really made a move in this game, they they just made a critical mistake, and that, that bothers me. That bothers me to no end. It's also, I guess if we're going to be fair this is going to be something we're going to see with a young team they do get a little bit of a break you know but you know that this is a game they shouldn't won and this is a game that they had in the palms of their hands and they let it slip away so man it's, it's it's hard to swallow i admire that they stuck in it i admire the way the defense pulled together after a rough second quarter and, and really kept the kept the offense in it but, um, man, a tough
2: one to swallow. Well, there were positives and negatives, you know, in the game. It wasn't all bad. Uh, normally we're, we're talking about how great our offense is and how, how our defense needs to step it up. And today our defense did step it up, holding them to 16 points. Uh, the unfortunate thing is the Seahawks' defense stepped it up and held us to 10. You knew sooner or later that the Rams' offense was going to stumble. But today... In my opinion, it wasn't necessarily the offense that stumbled so much, but a young rookie head coach who does our play calling who got a little bit nervous and went totally away from the run. And I think that's where Seattle was able to dominate because when we're throwing the ball on first and second down and we're getting behind on the downs, it makes it tough for Goff, especially when he's getting rushed you know, on third down, to, to complete a third and ten or a third and twelve. So I think Sean McVeigh has to put this one on his shoulders a little bit and say, you know, I got a little bit ahead of myself and and got a little nervous because that's
1: what I saw. That's
2: I mean, close to what I saw as well.
1: You know, during, the, during the actual broadcast, I, I mean, you have to love this. During the broadcast, you know, the CBS broadcasters are, are talking about how the Seahawks, you know, or shine down the Rams – running game, and so on and so forth, the Seahawks hit and shut down the Rams' running game. The Rams shut down the Rams' running game. They abandoned the run for much of the game, um, and they had early success. And, you know, what you're talking about, getting to the second quarter, McVay, he just starts throwing and throwing and throwing, and all of a sudden we're seeing second and 10, third and 10, third and 12, third and... You know, that's, you know, that, that's that's on him. That's on him. And you know, we also need to look at that um at the end of the second quarter there after two minute warning with the two minute warning. The Rams had the ball on their forty yard line just after giving up that touchdown and horrible, absolutely horrible clock management, um, which gave the ball back to the Seahawks. You know Seahawks get a field goal out of that, and all of a sudden a game that should have been seventeen nothing at one point turns out to be a 10-10 game at halftime. That's the problem. And that is on that's, that's on Coast Bay
2: Sure. Well, it's one of those games where if it could go bad it did. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, the, the girly touchdown being overturned to a touchback, that's a fluke play. And, you know, it is what it is. You can't you can't fix it. You can't change it the it's not even a wrong call by the officials. It's the correct call, even though it sucks. But running the ball, mixing it up, doing everything they were doing early in the in the, in the game was being successful because of the variety of play calling that he was doing. And then he came out in the second half, and, and I'd be curious, and I'll break it down later for our midweek podcast, but I'd be curious to see the in the third quarter, because the fourth quarter – I'm not going to count that against it. But in the third quarter, what was the run-to-pass ratio? And I'll bet you oh, I'll bet you, it's horrible. Goodness. And that was a big problem.
1: I think it was close to – I want to say it was close to 3-1. to one, And that's being generous because you're talking most of those running plays came in the first quarter, you know, first early second quarter. So um, mid-second quarter on into the third and into the fourth quarter, they virtually banned the run. So you're talking – you know, a three-to-one ratio, four-to-one ratio that, my goodness, if you, if you take the first quarter round, it's even worse than that.
2: Yeah. I think it was really unbalanced today. I think that was the the big mistake that McVay made. And, by the way, I'm watching the Packers-Cowboys game as we're doing this podcast, and the Packers just scored a touchdown with, and kicked the extra point with 15 seconds left. To go ahead of the Cowboys, thirty-five to thirty-one in Dallas. Does that score sound familiar?
1: Yeah, but Jeez, so, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. <laughs>
2: so, so does that mean we're as good as the Green Bay Packers?
1: <laughs> uh, what I think this team is good at, I think, th- I think this Rams team is. I think we're going to see some of this this year. We're going to see some great games from them, and we're going to see them come back a little bit to the pack, on you know, especially against the more experienced teams. And and that's what Seattle is. Seattle has been there and done that. They've worn the T-shirt. And the Rams haven't exactly worn that T-shirt yet. And you know, I still see a lot of good things about this team. I mean, the defense today showed up, right? It really did. And I would, while I would like to see him a little more pass rushing on on Russell Wilson, they got to him some. I think they could have got to him a whole bunch more. I would have liked to have seen some better coverage in certain situations. But overall, they held Seattle at 16 points, and, and, and so you know, some of those points were just from, wow, just to add plays on the offense. Five turnovers in the offense gives Seattle a great field position.
2: The Rams defense got, got to and sacked Russell Wilson three times in the game. And they pressured him a lot, which they needed to do to win. And they needed to stop the run, which we discussed. And they did that. I mean, looking at the stats here, 39, 49, 55, 62 yards rushing. Uh, and no touchdowns on the ground. That's everything you would want from the defense. And, and you know, Having Mo Alexander out, which I'm going to be curious to see why he was out, because it wasn't due to injury, according to the report. So, you know, did he – does he have a personal issue? Was he being punished by the team? Uh, or was he deemed not as good? Because John Johnson the third came in, and he played a heck of a game starting as a rookie. I was really impressed. He had the interception, had a couple big plays. You know, he, he ended up giving away a touchdown on a fade, but that's understandable considering it was going against Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham, you know, is quite a bit bigger than him. But, you know, for a rookie, he came in and played really, really, really well. And then you have uh, Cody Davis stepping in, and, you know, he both of them had interceptions today. So when you look at the defense, the defense did its job. I have absolutely zero complaints. And our offense did the job – For the most part, the problem was the play calling. You know, Goff went 22 for 47, which is less than 50%, but he had 288 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Both interceptions were not, I mean, the one interception was a tipped screen that was thrown too high. It was his fault, but the other one wasn't his fault. He was hit when he threw it, but no touchdowns, no passing touchdowns from this team that's been putting up 35 points a game. Well, when Seattle can concentrate almost completely on the pass, it's going to be hard to complete passes and get touchdowns. You know, rushing the ball, Gurley had 14 attempts for 43 yards. Austin had six attempts for 27. And there were a couple, you know, one run, one run by Goff and one run by Woods. But, so, so basically we had 92 yards rushing through three different players, but, but 20 total attempts between our running backs in the entire game.
1: That's just atrocious. And, and this does go back a little bit to last week. You know, seven field goals last week. It's okay because they win. Uh, this week the Rams struggled in the red zone. I got to think in all cases a more balanced attack is going is to eventually lead to a better, you know, a better red zone percentage. And, and today we saw a lot of issues in the red zone again. I don't even know what to say. i kind of been speechless just trying to, to wrap my mind around the the play calling today. am to... We just keep coming back to it. Just keep, just keep coming back to it. How about we switch some gears here, though? How about we move away from that <laughs> a little bit and actually mention one more thing here, too. Um, how about the play of Tavon Austin?
2: Well, again, he had his moments, and then he had some really poor choices, but the, he's he's got to be pulled as a punt returner. Uh, I said it last week, you know, if he, if he muffs another punt, expect uh, Cooper Cup to go in and take his place. And he, he muffed the first punt, but he managed to possess it. They left him in. Then he muffs the second punt and turns it over. And it's like, come on. You know, Percentage-wise, he's muffing it like 80% of the time he's fielding it. So you got to get him out of there. I, I don't care how good he is at running it. If he can't catch it and maintain possession, he's got to be pulled. So that was really disappointing. I, I did like some of the run plays and some of the moves that Austin put on in the running game today. But he's virtually useless in the pass game now. So very much overpaid for what he's doing. And, you know, not only Austin, but I was really disappointed in the play of Sammy Watkins today. I saw Watkins give up on a couple plays. One of them was thrown to him. And, I th- you know, I think the, the announcers were right on CBS when they said he was double covered, so he just gave up on the play. But he actually had him beat, and Goff made a good pass. It looked like if, Watkins would have continued. He'd have had it and probably scored a touchdown, but he gave up. He didn't even turn around to look back for the ball and slowed down before it even got there. So there's still some issues for sure. I, I'm really hoping that this is going to be a wake up call for them. I don't think they got ahead of themselves, you know, being three and one. But I, I certainly don't want them to continue playing like this and end up, you know, eight and eight at the end of the year. I really think this team is good enough to continue on, and I still think they're for real. I think this is one of those games where you just have to say, you know what, everything that could have went wrong today went wrong, and, you know, we made a few mistakes on our own, and if we clear up those mistakes, we're not going to always have those problems where everything goes against us, and we'll still win some football games. I think that's kind of the attitude you have to have.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about that, but first, let's go ahead and mention our sponsor, the Golden Ram Barbershop, out there at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. A 92683, you can give a call at 714-894-7267. They are the kings of giving you a haircut in a Rams atmosphere. Sal Martinez, the owner out there, loves the Rams, been a longtime Rams fan. He has an entire barbershop decorated in Rams garb, Rams memorabilia, Rams everything. And he's more than willing to talk Rams football with you as giving you a haircut. Does a great job. Does in all styles. Should Very affordable. And you know what? If you mention the, brand, the code, the promo code RAMSTALK, there might just be a discount there for you. So, again, give them a call at 714-894-7267. Get yourself an appointment today. And, hey, let us know how, how they do for you, okay? That's the Golden Ram Barbershop. Quick question, Norm. Where does the team go from here?
2: Well, they just have to calm down, take it the way they've been doing it, one game at a time you know tomorrow let's forget about this game and move on Seattle's a tough team they got a tough defense so you know it is what it is just move on start working on you know scoring in the red zone spend some more time on that i think McVeigh's probably going to look back at this game and go boy i blew it here so i think he'll he'll change it up you know he's a young guy a new head coach first time head coach so i think he'll he'll calm down think, rethink his play calling a little bit if we can get the offense back on track and the defense can continue to play like it is, you know, like it did this week, um, I don't really think they have much to worry about. So I think they just got to do like they've been doing, one game at a time, time to move on, let's rethink this and and move forward. I, I don't think it's that broken that there's a lot to fix. There's just some things that need to be done, you know, under normal circumstances. It was a good game. It was a close game. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't, you know, this huge, horrible victory you know they lost by six points by two field goals and had some plays taken away from them that shouldn't have been. It is what it is.
1: Well, I also think that you know you're on the right path, or you just you move on. You move on. I, I, by the way, I don't want to be Cooper Cup tonight.
2: Oh because really? Because he yeah. was just,
1: just, <laughs> just, I mean, he as good at hands as he has. He probably should have caught that ball hard ball to catch. Um, for those of you who may have missed the game, is fourth down inside. Um, inside the red zone there, or just at the red zone, and
2: it was third down.
1: Oh, sorry, my apologies. I've been corrected. Third down, the pass is there. It's off cup of fingertips. He probably should have caught it. He was extended. Would have been one of the catches of the year. And given his his hands, he he um he probably should have caught that ball. And I I do I don't want to be him tonight. He's gonna be he's gonna be dreaming that all night long, all night long.
2: Well, not only that, but he's going to be probably hurting a little bit because he laid out every bit he could and landed flat on the ground, chest first, bounced a couple times. You could see his face mask. Yes. So it wasn't like he didn't have the effort there. It was just that it bounced off his hands, and you can't expect him to catch every one. But you're right. He's going to wish he had that one back for sure. And that would have been one hell of a comeback, and we'd be having a whole different podcast right now if that were the case.
1: Yeah, and it would have been, like you're saying – a totally different podcast and you know, it would have been actually tempting to even ignore some of the things we saw today just just because of a win. But um, you know, it didn't go our way. Uh the Rams lose us one seven uh sorry, sixteen ten, and we look forward to Jacksonville next week.
2: One thing I want to say is our offense might have looked crappy today. You know, they might not have looked like the Rams that we've been seeing all year long. But let's face it. They they had a chance to pull it out in the end. Still, even after everything that happened, so they showed a little bit of toughness there, and, and that is what I like to see. Even though it didn't go their way, they did they did at the end have a chance to win it. And you know, and how many games last year and the year before and the year before where we didn't have a chance at the end to even come close to winning it? So for for that, I'm pretty proud of them.
1: Well, it's not even that. It's they actually moved the ball. They made big plays. They took advantage of what the Seattle defense gave them, and then they had a chance to win the game. You know, with a a minute nine, did you really think Case Keenum was going to take this team down the field last year? No. (laughs) No. No. And so they had a chance to win despite all the flaws, and I think we can be okay with that. I mean, not great with that, but last year Case Keenum is not leading that team down with a minute nine. He's not taking them down. He's not – Reading defenses. That throw to Tyler Higbee was a great throw. The throw to Woods was a great throw. You know, those are the good things about Goff that are there. And we can still be upset at at some of his bad throws today. He made some bad throws today. But for a guy who's essentially, to me at least, in his rookie year, he's performed well this year. He's clearly a leader. Um, There are things to work on. And I think those things that are there to work on are what we'll talk about in our midweek podcast, tough one now. It's getting tougher. So the Rams have Jacksonville next week. All of a sudden, Jacksonville looks really, really good. In two out of the last three weeks, they've beaten Baltimore 44-7, took a close loss last week to the Jets, which I don't think anyone can figure out. But then this week they go to Pittsburgh, whoop on Pittsburgh, 30-9. It's a tough defense, an improving offense. That game against Jacksonville is is suddenly – a seriously seriously dangerous game for the Rams we'll talk about that any
2: closing thoughts that norm oh I just hope the team takes this for what it is and you know lets it go starting tomorrow and starts focusing on Jacksonville because Jacksonville is going to be like you said a tougher opponent than expected you know they they only had 95 yards passing today with an interception but they had 181 yards rushing by fournette and uh the defense got five interceptions, so we better be able to stop the run and and uh and and take care of the football next week or we could be in trouble. So you know they just need to let this one go and be an adult team and not a young team anymore and and take this for what it is and move on.
1: Yeah me yeah the Rams the Rams uh I think we're all done with them being a young team. It's been five years of them being a young team. It's time to grow up. Okay. So join us the middle this week for our Jacksonville podcast. We'll talk about the Jaguars, where they've been this year. We'll talk about what the Rams need to do to beat them. And we'll also, you know, break down some more thoughts as as we get out of this game and move into the rest of the season. This is Derek C. Apollo for Norm Hightower. We'll see you Wednesday.
2: Adios.
0: of drama. Where else does history hang from the raptors? Jalen Brown throws it. Down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals The battle of the lake is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry! Where else can a city this loud be this left on? Where else is history? Still in a making? Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December
1: 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
0: The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else is history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Proud throws it down. Where else is your own city home to your biggest rival? The battle of the lake is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. The... Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December
1: 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard.